Hello, my fellow hemp nuts. Are you ready for the cannabis bonanza? Yes, we are. Welcome to the New Hemp Time Show, recorded at Gotham Studio, the even sweeter smelling podcast studio in the world, as we are in our new freshly painted and outfitted studio here in Manhattan. Today's episode is partially powered by McSorley's Chili Dogs. McSorley's Ale House, the oldest ale house in the United States. McSorley's, you can't beat it. Also powered by Five and Dimes Old Fashioned, handcrafted by Aaron, Dennis, and Caitlin. We are also fueled by Eddie and his buddy with a nice hair and a ponytail at the Smith in Manhattan. We'd also like to thank some of our Patreon supporters. Yes, we do. Thank you. Today in the studio, we have... Dr. Jan Roberts, licensed clinical social worker. Thank you. Hello, everybody. Hello, Jan. We also have live on the phone the unapologetic sharecropper, Randy Cameron Jr. Yeah. Are you there, Randy? Uh, I think he might be apologetic right now. All right. And once again, back is the edible, the smokable, the hemp animal, Greer Bar. I'm back. He's back. So, as usual, we're going to start today with the check in with our clinical social work, keeping tabs on our health and wellness. Hello. Dr. Roberts. Well, hello, Jay. Hello, Greer. Hi. Randy, hope you're enjoying us. Wherever you are, we miss you very much. I know he will. He'll be on here eventually. So, uh, you know how I always do this. I like to kind of do a quick check in with everyone. I am a therapist. So to me, kind of checking in with our physical well being, our mental well being is really kind of important. So I kind of want to do that. I'm sorry. I got to, you know, I, I, I'm a clinician. I, I have to get my files out and do my, my assessments <laughs> today first. It. So, uh, <clears throat> Jayhan, how are you doing, buddy? Oh, it's been a wild, wild week for me. A little bit of everything. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I, this is not really related to hemp or cannabis, but uh, I, my building was on the news this week that I live in in Bushwick. Yeah. What? We found some buried treasure in the backyard. Like uh, like a treasure, really? Uh, treasure They chef? found remains of what appears to be a mammal, possibly... <laughs> <laughs> Like what a dolphin? What do you, what do you mean? <laughs> yeah, my apartment is not dolphin safe. <laughs> <laughs> Oh. oh my god! Because like, I saw it on the news when you uh, when you sent me that piece, and then all of a sudden I went on, and it was like boom, yeah, right there. So did, was it actually uh, remains of a person? They are being dodgy about that. Oh. They, they did they tape, have the yellow tape on? They had the white tape. Oh, oh. shit! What's that's big. That's that bigfoot shit right there. Yeah, that's bigfoot. <laughs> so I, that's why I'm like mammal of some mm-hmm, type mm-hmm. because they were really they're kind of dodgy about it. The news wanted to get in my apartment. Please read your message for. And, they, oh. Randy Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> See, Randy is here, everyone. <laughs> oh, brilliant. Wow, that is like the word, the mo- meanest put down ever to like, hey, come on my podcast. Please leave a message. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, but, we're losing it already. But, uh, we haven't even started. Already. But that was, uh, that was, that was a trip to like have to deal with police for once, wow. not having to deal with cannabis, but they're like checking my ID, writing my name down, being like, the detective might have some questions for you. Yeah. Wait, are you like a, 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 suspect? a suspect? No, I no. know, right? Oh, I have not been upgraded to that yet. <laughs> Just a person of interest. (laughs) That'd be great if you had your bags pack. You about to leave. (laughs) 
Jayhan, I found a ticket to Brazil in your desk. What's going on, buddy? Yeah, well, you know, I hear they're real sympathetic uh, down oh, there. My God. Oh, that's I crazy. Do. That must have been a nut. It was, kind of thing, it, a nutty thing. It was it was a little weird because mm. uh, um, one of my uh, friends from like elementary school got in touch yeah. with me, and his wife is going through stage three cancer, and he's like, "Oh, oh can man. you hook me up with some CBD and flower products?" And I was like, "Yeah, I'll, I'll call my guy, and he'll come over." And I'm all doing this, like getting ready for this, so I walk up and see like dozens of cops outside my apartment. I was like, "Did the guy get here early?" Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "This is this is oh making me God. nervous." And why is the tape off? Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. Well, I'm glad you're here. It's good to see you. We have a new office at our building, so that's freaking awesome. Yes. But um so Greer, how are you doing? I'm great. You're looking good. Yeah, I've been I've been going back to the, I went back to the gym, going to the gym with a friend of mine named Perry who I want to bring up here as well. Right. So physically I'm <gasps> great, but I'm Perry. fucked mentally. Like I'm I just love... all kinds of fucked up. Wait, hold on. Mentally. Hold on. Stop. I love Perry. But you wait, you're not mentally fucked no, up. No, okay. I was okay. I'm, you're just I'm, fucking I'm, I'm supposed crazy. to be. You can't a, say that to a psychologist. Yeah, I know. <laughs> hey, Randy. <laughs> Randy's here. He's joined us. But but let me finish this. Go. So um so if I have a question because I know you've been talking about going back to the gym and it seems like you've kind of turned this corner to kind of look at healthier lifestyle. Mm. So what would you like? I'm curious, what would you advice would you give anyone who's kind of feeling like they're not as healthy as they used to be and kind of how do they get back into this regimen of well, trying to live healthier? It's 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 well, um the physical health like how do you feel physically if you're physically not feeling well then yeah. you should probably go to the doctor <laughs> um but i just <clears throat> i was an athlete when i was younger i was right. flexible and right i tried to touch my toes like six months ago and i was like what have <laughs> you ever done yoga touch my toes nah would you do yoga with N- me i love yogurt no, uh, no yoga. I wouldn't do not. Why? Because what do we? It got? will help you touch your toes. Oh no, I can touch it's my toes. It's actually really. I, no, I can touch my toes. Okay. Yeah, I went well, back to box. You like to box? Yeah, I yeah. went back to martial arts right, class cool. as well as you know a little bit of weight training. Yeah, yeah cool. I'm, I'm good. Good. And Randy, how are you doing? I'm doing great. I went to the gym too. Oh, good. And you've been fishing, I hear. But I got skinnier. I don't know what the deal is. Oh. These big muscly cats in the gym, they're looking at me like, hey, little man, get off the bench. You know, so I got a little self-conscious. Wait, so you got you off the bench? Wait, do you remember those cartoons that they used to have of like the really skinny guy on the beach and then yeah, he takes the something? Picture. The before that's picture? Me. That's you? Before. Oh, oh, my God. On, on the internet, it's all the skinny guys who are beating up everyone else. <laughs> yeah. like, and real life. right. Uh, well, I'm so- got nothing to do with hand skills, but I don't get it wrong now. Now, I- now knock your ass out. I have to say, I'm so glad you joined <laughs> okay. us, Randy. We were doing our check-ins right now, and I'm just really nice. happy that uh, you're here and you're able to join us now. So, all right, I'm done. Yeah. Well, Jan, you do such a good job keeping yeah. tabs on How us. How are you feeling? <laughs> yeah. Well, well, how am I? How's feeling? your mental state of mind, Jan? Oh God, that's I'm a scary. Ask well, you, you had a big, you. Yeah. you had a big event this week. You well, gave I a did. talk at an Go international ahead. conference. I did, I did. I spoke at the Jacob Javits Center on Saturday, nice. and I talked about cannabis, the endocannabinoid system, and mood regulation. And I have to what, tell what event was that? I'm sorry, cannabis, the endocannabinoid uh-huh. system. 
and mood regulation. So regulating your mood and how it affects you from a mental health perspective. And it was so fascinating. And I met some incredible people and made some great business contacts. And um, the weirdest thing of it all was throughout the day, people kept coming up to me as Dr. Roberts. And that was so weird because I'm not used to that. (laughs) And it was such a great thing. So I I had a great weekend and I'm doing really well. And I feel like we're... We have a new office where we are, and we've kind of doubled our size, and we've got some great projects going on. So feeling good these days. That's awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So, That's our word of the day, it sounds like, isn't it? Yeah. So uh, previously on our last episode, some of you may remember, we talked about the opioids in human study, uh, the sharecropper, Randy's uh, farming tips for spring. Um, and this week we're going to be discussing our word of the day. We're going to have a new segment called over the counter where we're going to review, um, some, you know, advertisements and products. And this week we're going to be discussing THC and CBD tampons, 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 tampons. That's the commercial. Mm-hmm. We'll a, I can't wait for you to talk about tampons. And our next <laughs> segment after that <laughs> is going to be time to regulate like the Warren G song. We'll discuss the FDA hearing. We'll end with some can busting and mind munchies or food for thought. So our word of the day comes from uh, some practical experiences, but our word of the day is called dabsident. So, <laughs> did you just have a dabsident there? No, I almost spit the water out of my mouth. <laughs> so, uh, a dabsident, uh, it describes when you are dabbing and you accidentally injure yourself by hitting something or someone. A uh, dabsident can also consist of you pulling a muscle while dabbing. <laughs> Um, when you are smoking dabs and say screw up and burn yourself, break the rig you're using or device you're using or get the wax or extract on your, your stuff. So, um, you know, dabbing could be, I burnt a hole in my coat sleeve. It accidentally touched the flamethrower I was using to dab with. It was a dab sedan. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, so, you know, this could also be like, uh, you know, if you dabbed and then passed out. Um, and this is, you know, it's funny, but it's also, also an issue. Um, people aren't actually dabbing and passing out. Like, uh, really? Yeah, they are. Really? Wait, people hold are on. Burning their houses down. Hold are on. you serious? Hold, hold on one second. Yeah. I actually do have a friend who wow. I can't say where, but was dabbing, and there's a reason that this happens. There's a physiological reason this happens, and was dabbing and literally passed out, fainted, and thankfully, uh, the partner grabbed. The person and kept them from uh, hitting their head. It was crazy. It was yeah. So, so and so that could have. They were definitely what's, what's gone going to the on? hospital. Like what's yeah. going on with? I mean, what are they? What's going on? Are they suffocating? Or is it is no. the high that intense that people are fainting? That's, like you're, you're you're circling it. You're actually really really I'm, close I'm to it. I'm confused. And like now I'm scared is- to do this shit. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Wait, hold on. I'm gonna have to come you up with something called dips. Just little dips. Just little taste. <laughs> I think that that is a really brilliant idea. Another patented <laughs> trademark <laughs> idea on the show. I hope yeah. someone's out there keeping the list yeah. of patented they trademarks. They are. They're about to make trillions. <laughs> and yeah. we're not. <laughs> yeah. It, I listen be to like, this podcast every Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, I think the industry. Ah, ah. That's where I get my ideas from. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, he's oh, sitting man. in Beverly Hills. Oh, mm-hmm. I can't I can't wait to see the guy with a big t-shirt that says dip on it. That would be great. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, I had a dip. <laughs> 
but uh, that's a great. So what what's happening? And I and I think you know Randy and I were also talking earlier that this is not just limited to cannabis, but mm. other substances. But real quick, what's happening with cannabis specifically is there's a technical term called orthostatic hypertension that leads to dabsence. So it basically is like you know when you've been sitting for a, little, a long time and you like stand up and you feel light headed. Sure. Yeah. That's basically what cannabis is doing is it's relaxing your body, relaxing uh, the blood vessels so more blood flows. But when you're not moving, it kind of pools in your legs. And so when you stand up, mm. your head's like, oh, not enough blood and you feel a little dizzy. That's like intensified from cannabis. But that can be like an effect some people are looking for in terms of like um, if they're stretching or trying to do some sort of yoga. Sometimes people like that. But yeah, that is basically what happens with it it's not like it's over sedating you it, that can be a factor right. but basically like if you're bent over uh, a dab rig and you're like do a huge thing you might what, that lady oh my god I wish you guys could hear if you're listening I wish you could see so, this right just popped up on our screen we're not used to this yeah. fancy new studio I like it and yeah. we have people helping us now That's we have right. someone passed out on the brick <laughs> help I've fallen I can't get up Grayson, Grayson did that <laughs> <laughs> alright we got a code name for Grayson your new code name is Grey Boogie huh? <laughs> Grey Boogie Grey Boogie that's it right there it is great one <laughs> Grey Boogie on it yo Grey Boogie on it uh, and no company has a 1-800 dabsident number that someone could call like oh, help I've dabbed and I can't get, get up really? you see we need to come up with one I, I like how Dr. J makes it sound like just so innocent, just a little, you know, because we were talking about some other products. This isn't the first time someone has burnt themselves up. Um, yeah. um, and oh, my God. Are so, you talking uh, about Richard Pryor? Before there, before there was a dapsident, there was, I guess we call it dapsident. What uh, our man Richard Pryor did when he was freebasing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, poor guy. I remember that and, day uh, too. Burnt half his ass up. Yep. He even joked about it, didn't he? At yep. the you know towards the end. Oh my god. Yeah, so, he had no choice. Oh, I loved Richard so, Pryor. Yeah. So if you're gonna go out in public and dab, you definitely. <laughs> What'd you do? <laughs> we just had some kind of technical. Yo, Rand, you still live? I'm in another dimension right now. <laughs> Well, that's a good transition, as any. Yes. No, um, uh, Randy, any other final dab? We just had a dabsident on our yes, computers. That was, and we ain't even dab. Yeah, I know. So, Randy, that what else so did you? The, yeah, no, that was it. But we might want to check the Russians, guys. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Big one. All check right, the Russians. Russians. Oh, <laughs> y'all are so, funny. so dabsident, you know, probably yeah. best. Uh, you know, think about safety when it comes to these things. Sometimes we wonder yeah. if the industry will question the day they uh let these products uh out of the you know out of the lamp the genie that is dabs but um moving and dabbing to, is just what pure thc right oh like yeah we probably form. should define it that yeah. would be yeah. helpful for those of you who don't know what dabbing is so so uh don't worry i know what it is um <laughs> uh, wikipedia no um so basically <laughs> you take an extract of cannabis usually without a lot of the waxes it tends to be really gooey and oily mm-hmm. not, not like hard uh, extract that's tough this is a really kind of gooey hash oil liquid it's applied to a hot surface like a coal traditionally or now people heat up ceramic or other elements they mm-hmm. refer to as nails uh and mm-hmm. then put it there and then inhale 
that steam or vapor. It's a very efficient way to deliver a huge amount of cannabinoids and terpenes. Um, but it's also, again, incredibly wasteful. Probably not a lot of it is inhaled. A lot of it goes out the room. Um, but yeah, it is, it is kind of like overkill in a sense. Um, you and know, you exhale these enormous, like, dab volumes <laughs> of clouds, like, right? These clouds, yeah. these giant clouds. Yeah. So you're saying in that you're probably not getting a lot of the, the yeah, THC. Yeah. It's, it's really kind of like, I would call it the most extravagant and wasteful mm. way to consume cannabis. It very efficiently vaporizes everything on mm-hmm. the hot element. And then you're like getting way more THC than you need. It's like, it's like the bulimia of cannabis. You're just like, oh my God. I'm going I'm to just consume all this cannabis and then just put it back. Throw it, throw it up. We need this oh little bit. Wait, can I ask a quick question about it though? Like when did this start to gain popularity? Because when I was younger, we never dabbed and, God, I'm going to show my age here, but I remember the first hearing about uh, dabbing did, uh, only as that uh, little friggin' thing that you, the, the kids camera, do, the, you know, the, where the they put their, player, yeah, the, yeah, doing yeah. that little move, the dab. <laughs> the and so I had Fortnite? no idea what a friggin' dab was, you know, and I'd smoked since I was a teenager. <laughs> so I was well, just this so is fair. I don't know how, lo- how like, old this thing is, but I only found out about it a few years ago as well. So, yeah. I mean, what about uh, Jayhan? You know all this history. First, oh, sorry, Randy. What? Yeah, yeah, you're actually right. I would say that it's probably started to become popularized in the 60s when people started making a lot more hash oil extracts and on sort of industrial scale. Um, you know, and then, you know, in like ancient times with hookahs and stuff, people would just throw like a brick, you know, of hash on top of the coal. I don't know if that counts as dabbing or not, sort of a, a rough way of dabbing. Um, but I think the first time I saw it was the turn of the century, 2003, 2004-ish. Uh, in L.A., they had a what was called a hash oil bar. Yeah. I was giving actually a science talk mm. and there's like people sitting there like, Put paying, you know, five dollars, an extra dollar to dip it in Keith, and they would put it on a coal, provide like a sanitized glass tube, and people would inhale it. Uh, but it was always administered wow. by by a professional. It wasn't yeah. like, hey, here you go, here's the salad bar of cannabis, go nuts. It was. Can you break down what Keith is? Oh, so that's a mechanical separation of the trichomes. It's like the nice powdery stuff, uh, typically made in Morocco and Jamaica. Uh, you know, and so if you put cannabis like in a in a silk kind of screen yeah, or like a, like really a cheesecloth mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and you like hit it with a stick that you could to fall off. Yeah. You get all those trichomes and <laughs> sure. stuff. It's, it's a very efficient mechanical so separation. When, so when you actually say you grind your cannabis and the stuff that comes to the very bottom, is that the same thing? Probably. Yeah. Yeah. yeah almost. It's kind of like what you call quote unquote, the crystals. Yeah. 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 Finally yeah. Yeah. screened. Yeah. If you have a good grinder. Yeah. If you have a good one. Yeah. Yeah. I have a batch of it. I was asking just so that people who didn't I know. I know you do. I know. We <laughs> all kind of know <laughs> these things. <laughs> right? We want like folks maybe out there like, what well, key? I remember yeah, one yeah, time no, recently point. someone gave me something that was um <laughs> That had the keef around it, and I didn't know it because I couldn't see shit. And so and you started wiping it off. What's no, all this dust? no, I put it. I was smelling it because <laughs> it was smelled like oh blueberries, and, and was- I had it all on my nose and my mouth, and I didn't know it. And I'm walking around. I'm like walking around. I just look like I have this green kind of brown shit there <laughs> <laughs> under my nose. That's what I say. Oh, man. Uh, oh yeah, oh. the the adventures of Jan and her. Her uh, clumsiness. Ah. 
Excellent, excellent. Anyway. Well, this is, you know, talking about these different products brings me to a new segment on the show where we are going to review articles and reviews about products and discuss them. So for this first segment, Over the Counter, hmm. the product, I want to know from you guys, what do you think of this product? Will we cannabust it? But it is tampons, 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 tampons. Wait a minute. I had a punk rock band called Tammy and the Pawns when I was uh, when yeah. I was in high school. I'm not kidding. Really? Oh, sorry. Shout out <laughs> to Tammy and the Pawns, yo. Yeah. Bring them back. We got to bring them on a show. Oh <laughs> 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 One was probably listening. <laughs> got five people searching iTunes right now. <laughs> So wait a second. What's the, just go ahead with the tampon. Well, so as as a warm up to next week, we're actually going to have a farm D on the show to talk about women's health and a number of mm. issues. Um, she's but, actually she's an expert. She works at CureLeave. She's like head of their um, their patient kind of promotional stuff. She speaks mm. all the time for the Association of Cannabis Specialists. Um, I've done that as mm. well with her. She's brilliant and her passion really is about different how cannabis can be used medicinally. She's a PharmD, so that means she has her doctorate in pharmacology and mm. a pharmacist and so she can talk about formulations and such. So we're going to, I think that we're going to put something online like a little um, yeah. some potential topics and people can choose what they so, want to hear and we'll have a poll so that way when we will know exactly kind of how to address concerns or questions from our listeners yep. so you're exactly right on twitter we're going to be posting a poll about these different topics um and so you can vote for which ones uh, we should focus on and address because there's so much here but back to the tampon at hand yeah. <laughs> I'm going to read the two-paragraph description <laughs> from the article, and then I want to get your guys' responses to it. Um, all right. If you have painful period cramps, you're in luck. There's a new cannabis-infused tampon on the market. According to customer reviews, it's quote-unquote magical. It's not exactly a tampon, just a cocoa butter-based tampon-shaped suppository infused with THC and CBD oil. For around $10 a pop, they deliver the pain-relieving benefits of full-spectrum cannabis directly to the area where women need it most with little or no psychoactive effects. The product is called Relief, made by a company called Foria. One woman with endometriosis said it changed her life in a review on Foria's website. Another called it better than Midol. Another customer said she went from the worst cramps of her life to walking on clouds within 30 minutes. A woman with severe cramps that even Percocet couldn't touch, called them a miracle. According to reviews, one suppository can provide 24 hours of relief. Unfortunately, not all women can access these little lifesavers. So far, only dispensaries in California and Colorado carry them. But here's a list of dispensaries that sell them. If you don't live in those states, you can order the CBD-only version. Both products are made with sun-grown cannabis, cultivated to organic standards, independently tested, free of pesticides, heavy metals, microbes, and other toxins. If you can't afford them, <laughs> there are websites that will tell you how to make your own. Whoa. Wait. Yeah, they're not our sponsor, are they? <laughs> no, I'm just good. Okay, no, I just wanted to make sure that our, you better look yeah. to make your own, ladies. Exactly. Look to make your own. So, <laughs> well, I just wanted to make sure that wow. we weren't like trying to no, that I we were wanted, sponsored. This okay. is just to say what people are saying. There's a couple of weird things in this article, including how, you know it being more potent than Percocet. How could it be providing pain relief but not be psychoactive? But it's, it's very strange to me and. The equivalence of THC and CBD. Hey, you can't get the THC one. Just use the CBD one. Okay, first off, hold on. As the resident female here with the vagina. Prove it. 
That's, <laughs> <laughs> That's the type of podcast this is. God. Oh, I'm sorry. Ah. Fucking patriarchy. I hate fucking patriarchy. God damn. But, freaking Okay. So. I need your viewpoint on this, James. Well, yeah, because I don't think you yeah. two can talk about this. I just buy tampons. I don't uh, yeah. know. Oh, wait. Yeah. I can't I discriminate. Have you ever bought a tampon? What? I'm a, I had to buy them all the time. Okay. All right. So what? I bought tampons, too. All right. But here's the deal. I Guys, no, I'm serious Me about too. this. I remember as a young adolescent girl, the first, and we see this all the time with young girls going through uh, puberty, that they have incredible period cramps because your uterus essentially is a muscle. And when it starts cr- contracting, the pain is in, unreal. And it took me a long time. I remember it took me years. Like I even missed school as a result because the pain was so bad. We would have heating pads. My mom would give me whiskey or would say she would give me whiskey. I've taken pain pills, all of that. None of it worked. None. And, and I even had such pain. And I'm curious about like how it's administered because I had pain. Um, I've had cysts on my ovaries all my life. I've had to have surgery because of that. (laughs) I've had, um, I've had, uh, let's see. Let's see. I've had like three surgeries for cysts throughout my life. I know like a few gotten, women who had really, one. yeah, what is really this? painful. They're actually your egg gets released in the ovary and fluid can form around it, and a lot of times the fluid doesn't release to let the the egg go out, so it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger, and it's very painful. And I've also had a condition, um, it's a funny name called Middle Schmerz syndrome, so that whenever I would ovulate. It was very painful. It would release a cyst. So I have lived through this all of my life. And I have to tell you, I was so friggin' happy to have a hysterectomy to get rid of it all just because of the pain. Get there rid was, of it all. Because yeah. I've had to take Percocets for it. I've had to the last work. time. Well, I mean, it just made me drugged out. I've had to take, I remember. Did it diminish the pain before, in any way? Uh, a little bit, but before my hysterectomy, I actually had to go to the ER because we I had like 14 cysts on my ovaries. It was crazy. They gave me Dilaudid. They had to give me all of these drugs. And this was a few years ago. And it was such a painful thing that it had I not had. I just wish I could have tried something like this. You know, Dr. J, how long would it take to determine if this and Jan, if this, uh, this tampon was a game changer. Well, I mean, you would have to do clinical studies on this, but but I, I'm curious. Like the like, first off, I'm offended that they're even calling it a tampon because that's just stupid. We can't well, use like, the word suppository. It's a vaginal suppository. Right. Women use vaginal suppositories it's like all the, the word time. Kleenex. You just you think of tissue. Tissue, you know? right? It's like a. Uh, but 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 they're calling it because the tampon is confusing. I didn't. You had talked about Jehan that we were going to talk about cannabis tampons. I'm like, what the fuck? How is it going to absorb anything? You know. Yes. So I didn't even know it was a it's suppository. Mis- it's, it's, it's very misleading. It's misleading. And I had a question for you. You know, you mentioned uh, taking medications for pain related to, you know, having a uterus. Is it all orally? Are there other like types of applications like creams or suppositors? So this is kind of unique in that. It's very unique. And so I think you're right. So one, this is a little misleading that they're calling it a tampon. Because when I first read it, I thought, okay, maybe this is more antimicrobial. Maybe it can be safer. 
but Randy, um, you asked a good question about delivery is that, yeah, if it is formulated in the right way, it can get rapidly absorbed and into the bloodstream. And would it produce psychiatric, you know, or, or, um, psychoactive effects? I, I, I think there is a potential for that if it's getting in the blood, if the THC is getting into the blood. Because I think that they're using, they're talking about using those kinds of suppositories yeah. anyway to enhance sexual pleasure. I've heard of that. So the fact that it could be used also for pain is phenomenal and to then, me. And I have a question. Oh, sure. To, yeah, and I have a question for you, Jan. Is So I'm confused in my limited knowledge of female anatomy. Um, you know, if you're having, you know, going through getting cramps and having a menstrual cycle, wouldn't it get complicated putting a suppository up there with, uh, you know, with like menstruation at the same time? That seems like kind of, you know, from my limited understanding. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. So how, what are some things like if, a, you know, if you have a, you know, if you're a guy and you want to help your woman out, what are some guidelines for using these products? Like, do you, do you still use a feminine hygiene product if you're using this suppository type product or do well, you? Well, I think my question would first be how long does it take to get into the system? Oh. How long does it take to dissolve? Because if it's a slow acting kind of, uh, you know, it dissolving in a slow way that, you know, that might be, um, something that you would have to wear a pad with yeah. or something like that. But if it's quickly dissolving, I would think that potentially, and again, you're the, the expert as it gets to, um, you're the expert. And so I don't know like how it actually goes into the system and how it acts. Is it localized? Because my question is, if it's localized to the vagina, that's not going to help the uterus. That's contracting. That, that, <laughs> you know, you know what, what I mean? mean? So I don't yeah. know. Like, how you get to the uterus? Spread. Yeah. <laughs> Did you give us some? Okay, I don't know. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> that's how you get to the uterus, right? To the vagina. Uterus Avenue, right? Do you have to do a transfer anywhere? Wait, doesn't the L go to Utica too? Uterus, people. But no, that's a good question. Where is this product acting? Is it actually getting to the attended site? So one, beware of so-called cannabis-infused tampons because they may not actually be that. They're more like suppositories. And it doesn't mean that you're going to become feminine if you use this. Like, I could use this if I was having an issue. Like, I could... And right? that's my question, like, would the same kind of material dissolve in the rectum, like if you had other kinds of pains? Mm-hmm. Maybe this is something that when we have the Farm D next week, we can also ask her. Uh, her name is Stacia. Okay, wait a second. We, we get, uh, I thought this thing was specifically designed for female uh that's that's what use. we thought but as we break it down it but seems let's so not discriminate the hemorrhoidian <laughs> and maybe it does oh, work for them and it is shit. beneficial a hemorrhoidian what'd you say <laughs> yes <laughs> hemorrhoids Damn have been it. covered up for long enough <laughs> oh shit <laughs> they've we been suppressed <laughs> The breath. Well, Preparation H going to have one then, right? No. CBD infused Preparation H. There again, add it to the list. That guy's going to add it to the list and make more millions. Somebody better come and give us. Matter of fact, this is the last episode, y'all. Until we see somebody. One. (laughs) Oh, my God. Randy, you're missing a fun time. So. So I feel like uh, this product doesn't even really exist. That would be my conclusion of reading this. Uh, and it wasn't really intended to advertise the company, but give us like some background about what people are saying out there. First of all, they call a suppository a feminine hygiene product. That's misleading. It's already hard enough being a guy. 
I imagine myself going to my corner store and it's already hard enough ordering a tampon. Last time I went to the corner store to get tampons for my wife, the guy gave me a box of condoms. I was like, you're close. You're, you're close. close. <laughs> you're very close. You're close, but this, that, that, those. He's like grabbing that. cotton swabs. He's grabbing, I was like, I'm like, oh my And if gosh. it worked, I could see this also for people who are trans, who are going through transitional mm. surgery, where mm. they're actually going male to female because of the pain. I've had patients who um, have undergone that surgery and they have to do a v- vaginal dilation where they actually build the vagina and you have to keep it open in order for it to um, stay wow. open. And it's such a painful thing. Wow. So if that actually does help, I could see that it would definitely be applicable there too. So so I think we would have to get uh, some men and women together, I think, and try this. And I think for men, it might actually, if there is a benefit to cannabis in the prostate, this might be a way to also uh, benefit men as well. Hmm. Um, but no, I think mm. I think this is a great. We should we should also bring this up with the expert tomorrow. <laughs> What's so funny, Greer? All right, all Greer's right. like oh, enough God. of the vaginas, yeah. enough of the uterus, <laughs> prostate. <laughs> Greer, do you have oh, any questions about the vagina, or Randy? Do you? Um, <laughs> where is it? Um, well, <laughs> you take the A train. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I, hey, Randy, Randy, what were you saying? Sorry. Right. I'm I'm interested next week to hear the response from the uh, expert. Yeah, yeah, we are yeah. too. So these are the and, type uh, of and things. How real yeah. is this? How many of those people that they really say these things? You know, I'm on some like, yeah, prove it. Yeah. You know, because uh, those those were some really spectacular uh, um, reviews about this claim, this yeah. this product, mm-hmm. and and it's like okay, but it, prove it, right? That's that's my whole thing. So I think that yeah, is, anybody yeah. desperate and it, and and it, waiting and, for a real solution, it'd be like you know. And when I thought about it, I'm like, okay, so is this a thing that also absorbs like the. But you know what I mean? Not, that's like, what we were talking about. It's yeah. not a tampon. It's yeah. a friggin' suppository. So is, yeah. it, does it break down? Does mm. it turn into a cream or something? Because, I mean. That's a good question. How does it break down? How long yeah. does it last? And I think that's the summary for this segment is exactly what Greer said. Will this product work? Prove it. Like, yeah. there's no real proof. Prove it. Yeah. Yeah. And when someone says it's it's more potent than Percocet, that makes me think it's an You intoxic- can take it orally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think everybody's going to want to be taking What you can even dab it. Yeah. <laughs> I got them dabs. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Clarence is in the bathroom. <laughs> God. In the bathroom. <laughs> and yeah, what happens when Johnny comes home from school and takes mom's uh, CBD tampons and starts eating them with his friends? Is that is that gonna? Yeah, that's a, called a, uh, that's it's a challenge. The suppository challenge. Oh, you know, nuts, man. All right. Well, trying to smoke them. Okay. Okay. Well, this has been a fantastic this discussion. It's one of the things I love about talking with you guys. We can talk about things that no other show will talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and laugh about it too. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. So. I'd like to, you know, it's 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 that time. It's getting late. It's time for our new hip times to regulate. So as many of you know, the FDA uh, was here next week, and we have a special guest joining us today, uh, the Project CBD's program d- uh, director gave expert testimony and commentary at the FDA hearing, and she's here to tell us about her experience at the FDA. Zoe, are you there? Hi, guys. How are you? Hey. 
Yes, she is. Hello. Thank you for <laughs> thank you for joining hey, us. Joey. Uh, so you know the tell us a little bit about the FDA hearing. Uh, just a brief overview. Yeah, for sure. So the FDA had a public hearing last Friday, May thirty first, um, to talk about how to regulate CBD and cannabis. Um, they have a lot of questions that you can find on their website. Prompt uh, is four pages long, which is like the best homework assignment ever if you're a nerd. Um, <laughs> I am. And, Go on. Yeah, right. I know. Yeah. I was just looking at your Instagram for the first time. And I was like, yeah, okay. Um, and they, so they're looking for information about health and safety, uh, manufacturing and product quality and regulation. Um, and this was sort of the first time that the public has been invited to like give testimony about any of those subjects. And so I was one of like 110 people to speak <laughs> on wow. Friday. It was a long wow. day. <laughs> wow. Um, but it was, um, that, that sounds amazing. So what type of uh, people spoke at this event? <laughs> um, I mean, a, a lot of different kinds of people, mostly industry people, though. Um, they had everyone, like, sectioned off into different, like, categories as far as type of person. So there were, like, scientists and mm. producers and mm -hmm. lawyers, you know, um, and other mm. and media. So there were, it was, like, a pretty wide variety of people. But most people who are who were directly involved in the cannabis industry... Um, or involved in cannabis uh, activism in one way or another. It's so hard to believe that this is the first time the <laughs> FDA has asked the public what they thought about a cannabis product. I think the last time they had a public hearing in cannabis was like 1937 when they banned it. They're like, hey, everybody, let us know how illegal we should make marijuana. <laughs> that was 1937. <laughs> Seems wow. like they wow. should be coming to us more with our <laughs> feedback. I mean, yeah. Um, yeah, you'd think it's only like, you know, a couple billion dollars. Wow. <laughs> so, um, you know, I read in an article that the hearing was, quote, um, at times quite absurd with outlandish claims and inconsistent messaging and an undercurrent of potential safety concerns. Would you say that this is accurate? Um. I feel like that's painting it a little bit dramatically. Okay. I would say that... <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, like, I can see where they come from, but it's also like anyone who's involved in cannabis science understands, like, contradictory information is, like, comes with the territory. I like that. Um, hmm. Yeah. And, and there were, like, a, definitely at least one group of activists that were, like, very anti-cannabis. Um, wow. So, Which one was that? Yeah. Moms so Against we could, So we can yeah, publicly that, shame that them. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> they had to make America like, great again. Moms Against Pot? <laughs> no, no, no. These, these women, like, uh, these people, as much as I kitchen. don't agree with what they were espousing, like, they lost their kids. And, like, you know, uh, I see. that's all we can, okay. you know, we yeah. can say, like, I am so sorry. I'm so sorry. Oh. Um, and in the meantime, Wait, here's they, all this evidence. What did they lose their kids to? Um, yeah. Mostly to suicide um, after they, consuming cannabis. Oh, man. Uh, this is why. Well, guys, this is why I'm oh, doing. No, hold on, Randy. Yeah, yeah this is I why know. I do I what know. I do, man. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. it's important, yeah. you know, as a clinician, I want to make sure yeah. that people know how to deal with their emotions. So they're that's blaming right. something else. Oh, that's sad. 
That's sad. Yeah, yeah, it's really sad. And that's the thing. It's like, you know, there, there's this whole unexplored area of mental health that you guys are working really hard on um, that correlates cannabis use with increased psychosis and yeah. um, mm. sort of paints it in this really negative light. And so they actually spoke several times. They got a lot of speakers onto the docket. Um, they had doctors and um, mothers and all sorts of stuff. So there was that there. Um, but I think, like, by and large, it was pretty boring. There were a lot of <laughs> Their response was boring. Their rebuttal was the, boring. No, the whole thing was though. boring. She was <laughs> the whole panel yeah, was boring? I mean, uh, it was like nine hours long or ten hours long. Wow. And yeah. So was, there wasn't... There wasn't like a guy who like dressed like in a marijuana leaf print suit and waved a flag. It was all. Oh, there it was, was one of those, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> um, he was sitting in the corner, though. He didn't testify. So, uh, you know, what's um, so, Randy? Do you have any questions for her about CBD? Um, you know, you're you're out there in the woods, probably thinking clearer than us here in the city. <laughs> <laughs> Not much. You more see clearer, clearer but, right? <laughs> Um, Any questions you have, Randy, about the FDA or comments? Well, or comments? Well, I just want to, you know, keep close observation to to the evolution and what's going on. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not really sure how to um, cast an opinion at one way or the other. You know, especially when you brought up the moms and the situations mm-hmm. that they are automatically <laughs> jumping on losing children mm-hmm. and um, not sure what factors led to that. And right. of course, the big gorilla in the room is that big achiever, bag, bag achiever that they found underneath Jimmy's pillow, right. you know, once he was gone. Right. And maybe that was just, you know, so yeah, so uh, it's interesting. And I'm glad we have this, this honest conversation where you bring things I look- totally up. I actually want to look them up more and see, kind of right. learn more about them. And, and, I could not hear anything mm-hmm. he said. So. Okay, it's all right. <laughs> I was like, who's talking? All right. Uh, Sorry. It's all right. Um, no, so okay. Randy was just talking about having a forum to be able to discuss these issues. And it's, it's, it's terrible what happens to some people or anyone who loses a loved one. Um, and mm-hmm. I think this gets back to some of the health and safety issues around these products and whether it's a thc product or cbd product it can still be contaminated with stuff and so yeah so zoe i would i would ask you what was would you say was the number one sort of objective concern about cbd products was it the price was it the safety of the products in your opinion Yeah. yeah It was, I mean, like, I think that the most interesting presentations at the FDA were by the people who were doing studies about contaminants in CBD, like publicly available or um, mm. things that are available mm. online, CBD products. Mm. Um, and mm. they, like, you know, you, we've all seen those studies that are like, hey, CBD vape cartridges have, like, nasty stuff in them. And, and it you, was just, like, even more data um, and you showing that. that. Yeah. One of the best presentations was by um, Dr. Michelle Peace from Virginia Commonwealth University. And she is a toxicologist that focuses generally on e-cigarettes. Um, but she started looking at CBD cartridges and like um, cartridge fluid and just found like a bunch of nasty stuff, like synthetic cannabinoids that are potentially dangerous and like CBD things that are labeled as CBD, but actually contain significant amounts of THC. Um, and it's just like, it was interesting because 
she find was one like, of maybe like, they find three. like toenails and stuff. <laughs> It's actually, yeah. wait, hold on. This is actually something Jayhan and I sent. We released a consumer warning about the Virginia Commonwealth um, uh, study. And we did that, what, in November? Because there were, the study that they did, they found all of these contaminants in it and yeah, things I, that were in, actually. In the CBD oil? Yeah, that were actually <sighs> found in K2. So it, people Whoa. who were, well, listen to this. Might be people, more like adulterants purposely added versus oh, accidentally Oh added. my God. The, the CEO of, of yeah. the. Um, like sabotage? Is that what you're saying? Probably. What? Product sabotage? What? Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. They, they, the, the manufacturers purposely added something in there to make for product differentiation. <laughs> so I to see. give the CBD um, a bit of a spice or a kick, that's what Jan is talking I about. Is- <laughs> well, I'm no, sorry. but he actually came back. The CEO came back and said, no, that it was sabotaged. So let's huh. call the let's call the truth on that CEO because wow, we actually read crazy. the article about it <laughs> and how he actually came out and said that he thought that it was just some strange you know it wasn't real basically or else it had been sabotaged and so that that whole that whole product was unreal but we did a a, uh, consumer warning because this is our concern as well around cbd products and especially as a clinician when i have a patient who's who's trying to self-medicate with cbd because they've heard all of these crazy claims that most of them you know might not be real but a lot of them are you know, that, that they're using products that actually could exacerbate their anxiety instead of helping their anxiety because they have contaminants in it. So I just yep. get worried about this product safety issue and how mm-hmm. do we kind of get a handle on that? And I w- I'm hoping yep. the FDA hearing was really focused a lot on that. Man, and- I wish I could say that it was, um, but like... I. I don't know, like reading the prompt, I figured that that's what they wanted. They wanted a way forward. Like that's what they're asking for explicitly over and over again. Like they're looking for a way forward to regulate this so it's safe for people. Um, and I was like, okay, like I'll do my, put my research cap on and like try and come up with a solution. And I was actually really surprised that many people didn't do the same thing. Wow. Like people were like, oh, just regulate it like a supplement. When in the prompt itself, the FDA is like, here are the reasons that THC and CBD cannot be regulated as a supplement, um, which is like primarily because they've been legalized as pharmaceutical drugs in the form of like Marinol and Epidiolect. Right. Um, and so it's like, we have to think more creatively about how to regulate this stuff and make sure that like, you know, consumer safety is at the heart of it. Like the other big question they had for a lot of people was like, do you think that um, legal, like widespread legalization will have a negative impact on um, pharmaceutical research yes. into cannabinoids. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's a good question. Answer, right? yeah. Let, uh, <laughs> let's do that for a second. So you have pharmaceutical research like typical drug development, right? Is that right? So if you have widespread use of CBD, the pharmaceutical companies are just going to throw up their hands and be like, oh, CBD is widely available. Might as well not make a new opioid. I don't right. know. I think it might. That wouldn't be such a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, Take my, a look at the history. Opioids, look at it. Who's... Mm. Who got a bad record? You know who the bad kid was in school? Opioid. <laughs> Little opioid. <laughs> Sitting in the back row. Always picking on CBD. <laughs> yep, always picking on CBD. Late like, every day for the last. Nodding off in the back row. <laughs> uh, 
So that, I can't believe people would think it would negatively impact pharmaceutical research. I think it would anything it would kick people in the pants because if you could get one, the CBD stuff's not going to be covered by insurance. It's expensive. Mm-hmm. You don't know what you're getting. There's all these issues. It's it's uh, it's like I like getting ibuprofen from my doctor versus buying it. It's cheaper through my pharmacy. I get a you know a higher dose. Don't have to take as many pills. So they. I don't think it would interfere with drug development. If anything, it would free up money for drug development because they could demonstrate a market. But I, I have a simple question for you, Zoe. Not so simple, simple maybe. But <laughs> the farm, the 2018 farm bill said that hemp is somewhat legal. What, what did the, did the FDA say anything about the legal status of CBD? Did they come out and be like it's Schedule One or it's well, not? Well, yeah, a- they they came out a while ago, um, pretty much right after the farm bill came out, and they were like. Hey guys, just so you know, every derivative <laughs> from cannabis is still a Schedule One controlled substance, so like still wow. illegal. And the farm bill in in the farm bill, they're like, "Hey, we're like we're legalizing the growing of hemp." Of hemp, yeah. <laughs> Basically, everything else that comes after the growing <laughs> of it, like that's up to the FDA it's to like regulate. Apple trees right. are legal, but apples are right illegal. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Sorry, sorry yeah. Randy, you were yeah. going to say something? Sorry. No, I was just like, that's exactly, you, you know, Jay, you know what we're going through. So, I mean, that's totally yeah. understand. Yeah, no, and, and it's crazy because right now in, in New York, and I'm just going to speak vaguely about it, but but in states like New right. York, they have hemp licenses, hemp applications, and, and it seems silly. Like, how are you going to grow a plant but yet make the use of its final product still illegal? <laughs> uh, exactly. that, that, that's, that is ridiculous. Um, so uh, Make clothing out of it, yeah. or at least say you're going to make clothing. Huh? I'm going right, to make exactly. shirts. And pants. If you burn hemp clothing, does it count as dabbing? Uh, <laughs> this is a smoking outfit. <laughs> oh God! Okay, wait a minute. People are growing hemp for what? Uh, what, what, are we, what are they growing? So for, for the farm bills, uh, what are people growing hemp for? Is, is it for? Because it's. No. I, I just read something about how Mitch McConnell signed on to this, and he signed yeah. on to it because. The uh the tobacco farmers are dying or something. Right. Or the, yeah, like that yeah, industry is falling yeah. apart, and they need a yeah, new I farm mean, industry or something. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I mean, that's a huge part of it, and it's like you know, I'm sure that Congress passed the farm bill with the intent that CBD would be the reason that people grow hemp, CBD extraction. Hmm. Um, it's just like is that the know? main reason why they're gonna grow hemp? Is it because, why did he? I I also heard that this bill went through with like nobody's like everybody just signed on to it like no one even paid attention and now it's like yeah. on the way of, to becoming uh, law I guess or is it law yeah. or what's the status it's of the law? Farm? It's law. Okay, yeah, so they, when when they're growing when they start growing this hemp, they're growing this hemp with the intentions of doing what with it? Man, it doesn't I'll say. I'll tell you tomorrow. Wait, wait. Like- What'd you say? I'm sorry, Zoe. <laughs> What'd you say? It, oh, it doesn't. It doesn't say in the farm bill what it's for. Huh. So it doesn't specify yeah. textile or use of flour. It's just growing of the plant. Mm-hmm. It took it took Greer Barnes bringing that up for us to figure that out. <laughs> I swear I've yeah. read that bill. I want to be president. Even, <laughs> I didn't even you figure that be. out. <laughs> yeah, you don't I want to like, be president. You want to be like mayor me. or something like. <laughs> It's pretty wow. notable that in the bill they don't use the phrase industrial hemp; they just use hemp. Mm, and like wow. for a long time, industrial hemp was in this like 
you know, I mean, it was legal, right, to grow industrial hemp for fiber purposes. Right. Um, clothing, textiles. Clothing, rope, stuff okay. like that. Okay. Yeah. And building um, materials. And, but in mm-hmm. this version of the bill, they don't, they omitted industrial. And so it's like when you're talking about hemp and you explicitly state the level of cannabinoids that make it hemp and therefore legal. Like, what do you right. think that the hemp is going to be grown for? Uh, you and, know? And, and, uh, like, for, for all of us listening, uh, what is the limit that defines hemp? Uh, 0.3% THC, less than, equals, less uh, than or equal to. And is there a cap on how much CBD you can produce in it? Like, you can't produce more than 20% I mean, CBD? <laughs> no, but genetically, I'm sure there is. <laughs> mm-hmm. Fantastic. I think the highest I've Wasn't heard is the like flag made years. out of hemp? Yeah, the original. That's why today's drawers were made out of hemp. Yeah, yeah so we, that's what we want to do. We want to grow hemp so we can make flags. Make we, these flags in America. Why is actually, American flag made in China? At the conference this weekend, Jayhan and I actually walked into a house, like a little mini house that was made, and a BMW that was made out of hemp. I saw those yeah. 14% wow. hemp. 14% wow. hemp. But the house actually used hemp creek. Creek. Yeah. Wow. You know, it was really Hemcrete. Cool. Yep. I love that. And when you, yeah. Hemcrete. And when you, when you. Hemcrete. When you, lock it up now. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Oh my gosh. Oh man. Block it my up. friends, I'm going to have to oh. sign off. All, right. Nuts, All right, fellow Hemcrete. All right, man. I dearly miss you guys and, uh, you. Thank you so much to our listeners. Thank, Thank you, you, Randy. All right. Up. All right. Please I'll listen. Be back on the air next week. Please keep All listening right, to the show. We got some findings and fictions for you yes. with the canna busting. So Go Dan, catch us. Well. Tune us. Uh, Randy, well, <laughs> we bid you adieu. Adieu. <laughs> adieu. Love you. Love you. Love you more. All right. Zoe, welcome to our show. I hope you're having fun with us. <laughs> I am. It's wonderful. Oh, good. Well, we love the work that you guys are doing at Project CBD. So we really oh. appreciate everything. You know, you guys are committed truly to kind of having yeah. such a really um, positive impact in this cannabis space. We call it the cannabis bonanza because yeah. it's so crazy. <laughs> it just feels like it's yeah. a bonanza out there. <laughs> Where, and, yeah. And I, um, I wanted to ask you about the federal regulation of marketing and if the FDA is, is doing anything about that because, oh, yeah. uh, you know, we see stuff and I, I'm going to call them out. I'm going to say there's some questionable practices by MedMen as covered in JAMA recently yep. on their marketing mm-hmm. campaign and yep. um, what they do. And, and it kind of, you know, some of this stuff that they're doing reminds me of, you know, those commercials when physicians would endorse like their favorite tobacco product or youth mm-hmm. would wear tobacco branded clothing. Friggin' opioids. Think or about opioids. that. Yeah. Yeah. Like what um, Purdue, Purdue did. Was there any mention of this sort of marketing and label claim type stuff? Um, there wasn't really much discussion of marketing and labeling. I mean, there were some people, but it was like specifically how to label stuff. I think like the foregone conclusion was like any sort of medical claim is going to be prohibited on packaging. Um, but that, yeah, it just wasn't really discussed that much, although it's a huge issue. Okay. What, uh, during this, turbulent time with the gray area of the FDA and people having questions about what's in their CBD and trying to figure out the farm bill. What are some good resources on Project CBD's website for folks? Um, are there some yeah. articles yeah. you'd recommend? Yeah. 
Um, I'm actually just about to publish two articles, one that is our statement at the FDA, and then another one about how, how to get involved with the FDA. So they'll be on the front page of the Project CBD website. Um, wonderful. Yeah. Great. Wonderful. Yeah. Great. And um, yeah, so what uh, are you guys, is Project CBD going <laughs> to be speaking anywhere, coming to town? Um, do you guys have anything yeah, on the calendar? I mean, uh, we're coming, well, we're coming to New York. Uh, I don't know if we're having an event, but we're coming to New York the last week of June, right oh, before oh. here. Zoe, Yay! we have to Yay! have you guys here. Are you going to be here okay. with uh, the founder, Martin Lee, as well? Yeah, yeah. <gasps> oh, my God. Well. Yes. Uh, Join yeah. us. We're Wednesdays yeah. at 420. Seriously. <laughs> yeah, if you're here for a Wednesday, we should get you in the studio for yes. once. Yeah. I know you were in town when we uh, we did a video for the Center uh, on mental health yeah. research. We did that video about Alex Berenson, I believe. Oh, um, my God. Yeah. <laughs> or something like that, or the CBD yeah. contaminants. Yeah. Uh, that would be great. Um, and then we're also we're planning yeah. on a, an event uh, in September with the Alchemist Kitchen, mm. um, and all of that information is coming as well. Excellent. I mm. think Martin hit me up to uh, give a talk for that. He all he said yeah. was put this date in your calendar and put a question mark. <laughs> 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 so that like that's what's weird about the cannabis industry is like I have all these secret events and then like months go by and I'm like, why do I have three question marks at this hour on this day? <laughs> <laughs> all right uh all right folks we have any any other questions for no zoe, zoe thank <laughs> you so much again i really truly appreciate you coming here yeah. today it was my pleasure thanks so much for having me on all yeah right. thank you for being available and uh thank you for covering the fda hearing and we look forward to your article be sure to send us a link when it comes out absolutely yeah. thanks Take care. Yeah. All right. Thanks, guys. Bye. 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 So uh, we would like to now go to our mind munchies, oh, a.k.a. I love food for thought. I love that. So, Randy and I didn't know that's what it meant, mind munchies, until like last week. What do you mean? It means food for thought. Yeah. Oh, he, he, he always says that. I'm... <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, glad someone's listening. Uh, oh, my man. God. No, he does not. It was last so, week he started saying food for thought. No. Well, I've always kind of described it as like, as Chris, this is, this is okay, a chance so, to share a quote, something right. to think about, a little food for thought. But I'm making it clear. This is about branding and being clear and <laughs> communications and things like that. Maybe oh. that'll be my mind munchie. No, no. But... Sounds Jen, like a microaggression. You, 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 you work with people. Sure. You have to talk to people. You, I have you a give, mind munching. You don't, you don't necessarily give people advice, but you help people navigate the world. Well, um, I don't know if this is so much advice well, as it is a mind munching, aka food for thought. But you know, I'm going back to my roots, and by that I mean the Holy Bible. So I just want to share a Bible quote for everyone today. Genesis one twenty nine, And God said, Behold, I have given you every herb-bearing seed, which is upon the face of all the earth, and every tree, and which is the fruit of a tree-yielding seed. To you it shall be for meat. What does this mean? I don't know. Is it a weed reference? <laughs> so I don't know what the fuck That's that is. That's how I took it. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, I'm gonna oh. break down what she just said for y'all. This is my meat, my weed munchies. You know, <laughs> <My> what, <weed? laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Those seeds are put out there for a reason. Mm -hmm. So grow. 
Get and out there, get the your life, cannabis, and, and it's grow. in the Bible. Anywhere there's fertile land, grow it. Put it so out there. So I think Jesus would be very happy if Absolutely. you did. These guys, I believe they want to hold well, this back because they want to try to monetize Can I just it. say something? And and we were talking about this with, um, I forgot what you call him, Grandmaster. Grandmaster. Flash? In nope. Furious Five? No, we have we work with somebody. I called him uh, Rashira, Grandmaster Rashira. <laughs> Grandmaster Rashira, I love Grandmaster Rashira. As we were talking about um, that, and I, I, I think that when you think about wellness, hmm. you have to really look at not just the physical and emotional piece, but also the spiritual piece. So for mm-hmm. me, you know, I, I just think it's kind of funny that. You know, there are all these references in the Bible to weed and cannabis. And so it's an Mm. interesting little concept. I like it. All right. Sorry. (laughs) And growing, like I was saying, like seriously, grow something. Like, even if you get a pot in your hand, like in your house, put a seed in it of anything and watch it. Take care of it and watch it grow. Spiritual. It does something. Like, watch it. Watch it grow. That's why it's so important for yeah. states to have home grow options, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Oh, man. This got, you guys are making it tough to follow. I really, <laughs> oh, man, I really like that, you know, soil and a seed, watch it grow. That, that's beautiful. Cause like, you know, that, that it is spiritual. I'm actually, I'm like, I just, I just like had this flash. I'm like, actually, I have a bag of soil from the dollar store in a pot <laughs> in my cupboard <laughs> and probably some seeds somewhere in a toolbox. I'm like, why? I got to put that together. <laughs> um, but, um, you know, I was thinking of the FDA hearing and there's a quote by a guy who, um, you know, did a lot of pu- service for the public good in terms of protecting us from corporations and their toxic waste and stuff. And he has this quote that says, when whistleblowers go extinct, our civilization is not far behind. And I think, you know, is you know if you don't want to rock the boat you know we all if you're listening to this you're a hemp nut you're interested in cannabis for one reason or another but don't be afraid to speak out if something isn't right or isn't wrong mm. you know maybe do it in a diplomatic way but you know i think whistleblowing right now is important because we don't want to build a foundation for the future of this industry the future of research on false hope on, on false things because it will crumble and it won't be sustainable um, so in order to keep our civilization growing, you're going to have to blow the whistle occasionally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> blow the whistle. <laughs> the FBI is at our door. <laughs> All of a sudden, oh it's the God. new weather underground. underground. Let me shut oh up. My <laughs> oh, All right. my goodness. Well. That is all the cannabis news, science, and comments that are new and improved at the sweeter-smelling podcast studio here at Gotham Studios in Manhattan. You can look for us on Twitter, New Hemp Times on Instagram, New Hemp Times on Facebook, New Hemp Times on Patreon, New New Hemp Hemp Times. Times. (laughs) Uh, Excellent. And you can look up Greer Barnes on his Twitter at I am Greer Barnes. Yeah, I am. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, so please uh, hit us up with your comments and questions. Remember, we will be having an expert on women's health and research, a yeah. certified PharmD in the studio answering questions. Talk to us about the latest research. Please call to action. Send us questions, comments, topics, research papers, articles. We will cannabis them for you. Uh, anything you'd like us to discuss in that realm, we think it's an important issue. Yeah. Thanks for listening, guys. Thank you. Woo.
And on behalf of Randy, bye. <laughs> <laughs> All right.